Do you just cry when you sit with the papers Thinking about what it's like and take away from us We're on a course for a head-on collision Scientists said this is what we've been missing Sorry that research is not for submission Friend Roger's dead and we'll be the one to listen Can't take the heat, now the planet is your kitchen She's like you're stuck in a contest of pissing Time to trade in Congress for a new edition Hey everybody, it is Friday, April 17th. We got another good show for you today. Today we're going to be exploring a reading from The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist. Just a couple of excerpts, but I, I, I like to use this book today because I get to point to some of the cognitive biases we were talking about in previous episodes. So that was exciting. Uh, we touch on... We explore how we can take our groups now online, right? Show a couple of examples of show a couple of examples of how groups of uh, groups I've been a part of have been pushed online, and then how we're making do in midst of all this coronavirus lockdown. And if we don't know what it's going to look like going forward for farmers markets, we kind of touch on that a little bit in the end. Just something to think about for us to be aware of and. Uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Okay, today's reading comes from a book called The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho. We did this for a book club uh, a while back. So there are a couple excerpts that I'd like to share with you today. Again, it keeps in line with maybe good examples of leadership uh, we could look for, kind of good characteristics and qualities, I guess. Uh, this first part is he had just spoke to a woman who interpreted some of his dreams as he has a great personal quest uh, legend laid out before him. He's not quite buying it um, as of yet. But he is a shepherd, and he's used to traveling, so the idea entertains him a little bit. Okay, so it picks up. It says, The day was hot, and the wine was refreshing. The sheep were at the gates of the city in a stable that belonged to a friend. The boy knew a lot of people in the city. That was what made traveling appeal to him. He always made new friends. He didn't need to spend all of his time with them. When someone sees the same people every day, as had happened with him in the seminary, they wind up becoming a part of the person's life. And when they want the person to change, if someone isn't what others want them to be, the others become angry. Everyone seems to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their lives, but none of his or her own. There's a few things that I kind of like in that first part. Right? Is that he found friends wherever he went. Right? 
If you find a new book club, they're probably going to be open to you. You're going to find friends where you go. Find things that you're interested in. Try new things that you think you might be interested in. You might find you're not interested in the thing at all, but find a couple of friends along the way. People that help you grow. Because this is the other part of this kind of passage that I like. That I mean, it kind of shows a, a negative connotation, but... You know, when he saw those people in seminary that acted the same way all the time. We see this in our political climate, right? If somebody else tried to change a little bit, have a different perspective on something that isn't going in line, people become angry. You get criticized or, right, we see the ugly arguments. It seems to be the only form of communication that happens on TV and the Internet right now. That's why I like to use those leadership excerpts from other books and uh, show kind of moral qualities so we have a better idea of what people actually can act like, behave like. And then the very last part, everyone seems to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their lives, but none about uh, his or her own. And we cover that in one of the cognitive biasy sections. We have a blind spot bias about us, don't us, right? We've all been in the car and criticized somebody else's driving when we know we've done the same thing. That's kind of like your blind spot bias, and it's easy to blame and point out fault in others. It is, and we just have to be aware of that, right? So for that, for those kind of, I, that's why I like that excerpt from this book. And now a little further on in the story, Right before he goes on his big voyage, right? He, he had a couple omens along the way after he met with that woman who interpreted his dreams and he brushed her off, but realized he's up to traveling, right? So why not? It, why not? He had a couple more good omens and met, met some kind of sage or something along the way. And, and he was like kind of the catalyst right before Santiago, this boy, goes on his journey, seeks out his personal legend or a quest. You know, it's kind of like a hero's journey kind of tale. But before he goes on his journey, this man leaves him with one story that's going to help him along the way. And the story goes like this. A certain shopkeeper sent his son to learn about the secret of happiness from the wisest man in the world. The lad wandered through the desert for 40 days and finally came upon a beautiful castle high atop a mountain. It was there the wise man lived. Rather than finding a saintly man, though our hero, on entering the main floor of the castle, saw a hive of activity, tradesmen came and went. People were conversing in the corners. A small orchestra was playing soft music. And there was a table covered with platters of the most delicious food in that part of the world. The wise man conversed with everyone. And the boy had to wait two hours before it was his turn to be given the man's attention. The wise man listened attentively to the boy's explanation of why he had come, but told him that he didn't have time just then to explain the secret of happiness. He suggested that the boy look around the palace and return in two hours. Meanwhile, I want to ask you to do something, said the wise man, handing the boy a teaspoon that held two drops of oil. As you wander around, carry this spoon with you without allowing the oil to spill. The boy began climbing and descending the many stairways in the palace, keeping his eyes fixed on the spoon. After two hours, he returned to the room where the wise man was. Well, asked the wise man, did you see the Persian tapestries that were hanging in my dining hall? 
Did you see the garden that took the master gardener ten years to create? Did you notice the beautiful parchments in the library? The boy was embarrassed and confessed that he had observed nothing. His only concern had been not to spill the oil that the wise man had entrusted to him. Then go back and observe the marvels of my world, said the wise man. You cannot trust a man if you do not know his house. Relieved, the boy picked up the spoon and returned to his exploration at the palace, this time observing all of the works of arts on the sailing and in the walls. He saw the gardens, the mountains all around them, the beauty of the flowers and the taste of which everything had been selected. Upon returning to the wise man, he related in detail everything he had seen. But where are the drops of oil I entrusted to you? asked the wise man. Looking down at the spoon he held, the boy saw the oil was gone. Well, there is only one piece of advice I can give you, said the wisest of wise men. The secret of happiness is to see all of the marvels of the world and never to forget the drops of oil on the spoon. That kind of sums up the idea of finding balance, I guess. Be able to enjoy our day. There's a lot to see out in the world, but don't get too carried away to where you forget what's your part, right? Take care of those drops on the spoon. And how often, if we think about leadership, how often do we see leadership running around worrying about their scenery and forgetting about what they've been entrusted, their duty to their people, that drops of oil on the spoon. I gotta, I like those examples, especially with our reading section. All right, moving on to our community engagement portion for Friday. And but I guess before I do that, uh, I would recommend to you picking up a copy of The Alchemist. It was a great book. Um, those were just two little excerpts right in the beginning. There is a lot built into that book. A lot of familiar ideas and adages, right? We've seen conveyed in many stories before, but very fun read, easy read. It'll, you'll do it in a weekend. Sit down. I mean, we have a lot of time. Uh, turn off the CNN or Fox News for for a couple afternoons, an afternoon and an evening. Cruise to the Alchemist. Find a book club. If you find a book club, you find a lot of people can talk about the book and you don't have to read the whole thing. Go poke through, find a couple things like that you like about it, bring it up in the book club, and then get some other good ideas that people also just cherry-picked from a book they probably didn't read. <laughs> it happens, but it's fun getting together in that group of people, and if you can't do it together right now, find a way to do it online. All right, and for our community engagement section, right, we like to share ideas of how you can take part just within your community and create new networks or reinforce the networks and social circles you already have. Create opportunities for others. If you're not already doing some of these things, maybe consider them. A friend of mine, Christina Miller, I've brought her up on here before, near, near and dear friend uh, to me. She's like, the spirit of Ogden is as far as I'm concerned. The heart on this woman is so huge. Uh, she's like Ogden's own little muse. And 
to prove that, she's even putting on a karaoke night tonight on Zoom. She is hosting a, she hosted a karaoke evening last week with some friends. I wasn't able to attend that one, but she's putting on another one tonight. We should be on there uh, having a grand old time. Everything is kind of being pushed online right now because of the corona lockdown that we're all undergoing. Some governors want to loosen up regulations and get people moving again, and we'll see where all that takes us, right? how we respond to this worldwide epidemic. But if you are planning to keep yourself hunkered down and safe and keeping those loved ones out of harm's way and reducing your risk, and if the way you're doing that is by going virtual with a lot of your activities or if you're looking for activities to do because you're trapped indoors, right, or you are indoors more. For all you fantasy football players or sports players, I know sports has been canceled, consider an online version of the original fantasy edition role-playing Dungeons and Dragons. My friend Matt Say, who actually hosts a lot of the workshops over there at the Comedy Loft for improv, he's the one who got me going in improv, really pushed me out on stage. He's a pushy guy. But he also runs and teaches, I guess, Dungeons and Dragons to kids around the area and groups and anybody who really wants to learn and uh, get involved in, in groups like that. So if you are playing fantasy sports now and your sports are canceled, consider something like that, a little world-making and maybe consider building some of these leadership qualities into your character. That will help reinforce that activity in you. If you're making up the world in your head about this real good character you have, don't make him a brute asshole whose you know, world domination is his only quest. You know, put, put some of these John C. Maxwell leadership characteristics into your D&D character and Reinforce that behavior for yourself, right? Trick your mind. Check out Comedy Collective if you want to laugh. Like I said, Matt who was also putting a lot of the programming on at the Comedy Loft. Uh, that group has now taken their show virtual. Check out Comedy Ogden Comedy Collective or the Comedy Loft. Do a search for other comedy groups. I've seen other comic friends of mine. They've kind of had little virtual meetup follow wise guys. Down there in Salt Lake, they, they're pushing some content out on Facebook Live and whatnot to try to liven the spirit up. So if you're looking for entertainment this weekend, you know, a lot of the times we would pay to go to these comedy clubs and we can see some of these comics just kind of shoot the breeze right there on Facebook. Take part, right? Take action in other things that people are putting on. These, these, play, these people are trying to create these opportunities, even in the virtual space that we can that we can go to and find, I don't know, something a little different. Explore around. Speaking of exploring, explore Home Depot this weekend or wherever you might be able to get your hands on electric lawn equipment. It's easier to work on, as I said. It's way quieter than the gas-powered stuff that some people in my neighborhood are still using. not trying to shame anybody. Because I had it for the longest time. And, you know, sometimes, to be honest, there's a job that might require some gas-powered equipment. So, actually, maybe some of you keep the chainsaws and heavy-duty weed whackers. Or maybe I could just be more diligent with my gardening that wouldn't require an industrial-strength 
weed whacker in the first place, I guess. I'm a terrible gardener. Don't come <laughs> don't come into my house looking for for vegetables. I am horrible when it comes to that. I try to get better every year and every year I get a little bit better. Sometimes last year I let everything just uh, go wayside out in the yard. You, know, you have to be honest. If if something's got to give, what are you going to let give way? Me, I'd like to put more focusing into the gardening, and now I'm spending more time home. I can do more yard work. I've done up a few sections of my yard already. Just single shovel, just busy work. Keeps me uh, moving, a little more healthy, a little more vibrant. But those are small steps that we can take to help create a sense of resiliency and create that resilient community. This is why community gardens, I, I love when I see those going up. The back of Grounds for Coffee, Susie and Dan over there on Grounds for Coffee and Harrison have a lot of land that has, I don't know how many garden spaces for rent each year, something like 20, 25 bucks. And if you don't, if you live in an apartment building and you can't put a garden in for $25 for the year, you can grow vegetables and get a good yield out of there if you know what you're doing. And there's always people in there probably to help you out. That's if those community gardens are still open um, due to this COVID and you don't want to put anything in the ground. My understanding right now in Utah anyways, because we can still get a frost as we saw it like snowed down here yesterday. So hold off a little bit. It's coming soon. So get those, get those plants ready to get in the ground. Cause we might be doing with a few less farmers markets this season, which will be sad. And hopefully we can find a way that we can sustain those people who always came up and sold their produce at the farmer's market, right? It's, where's the co-op? I'm, I know there are some out there. Uh, yeah. How do we build that more? Take the attention off. I don't care about Kroger. And they're fine with their supply chains. The Walmarts, Krogers, and Amazons of the world are fine. But how do we build a co-op supply chain for the farmer's market people. And I'd like to do it without using the Amazon. I don't know about you. If you have any talents, gardening or otherwise, share them with your neighbor. Share them among your people. Create those opportunities and spaces. I do believe in sharing. Too many people are about that competitive business and want to keep their secret formula to success. If you got something good, share it. If you're worth your weight in salt, you'll have more. If, you, if you're a one-hit wonder, share it. It's all about sharing. Helping one another out. I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. I'm going to be taking off for the weekend. We'll be back on Monday. So and until then, take care. And before... I guess before I really let you go, I just want to give you a quick... Uh, Another thank you to Goji360 for providing my intro song. The song I actually wrote myself in an episode three, I put out to the greater community. If anybody is musically inclined, already plays and sings. Uh, it was a community challenge to have you submit your version of the song I, I had wrote. If you want some lyrics, I can send you those just... Reach out to me on the Anchor FM app or 
email me at nextstepsustainability.com. Hit me up on Facebook or however you get in touch with me. And I can send you a copy of all the lyrics and what I had for the original keys. Um, again, if you have any ideas or if you have a skill you would like to share with the community and uh, would like to be featured on here, just like Anna Cash was a couple days ago, talking about her canning uh, classes she holds on Facebook. I like to highlight every time we're doing an improv class or a meetup. Whenever I see something public coming across my eyes, I like to share it with you. And I would like you guys to share what you're doing with me. And let's create this community here. Um, Tuesdays, we usually have poet flow. If poetry is something that you're into or have been considering or have a vague interest in of any sort and you have some downtime on Tuesdays, check us out on Poet Flow. Again, Christine will send out the link on that page. Like I said... Create those communities in your own pocket. You don't have to share it with here, but if you're listening and you want to do something like this within your own social network, please do so. Enjoy your weekend. See you next week.